Social Media Serenity, episode number six. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Eric Fisher. And we also have in our studio with us this week, DG Hollams. Yes. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Social Media, Social Media Serenity podcast. Anyway, we are glad to have DG join us this week. Uh, he is the co-host of the About the Church podcast. If you go to atcpodcast.com. DG, welcome. Thank you very much. I also do the Guys podcast, which is probably my expertise for this area. <laughs> there you go. And uh, and yeah. yeah, I'm glad to be here at PraxisPodcast2.com. Exactly. Awesome. And Eric, you have some wonderful show notes laid out for us. The one thing that I want to start off with real quick is Amy Wright's uh, voice feedback, and then I'll let you kind of uh, steer the rest of the show here. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. All right. So here's what Amy Wright just called in. I think it was just yesterday or day before. Hey, this is Amy Wright from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I was calling for the um, Social Media Serenity podcast. Um, I was calling because I know, and I don't remember which one, which episode, Cliff, you talked about not um, using those, like, Twibbon sites, you know, that you allow and give access to your Twitter site to update and do things, and they'll change your avatar or whatever, and... um, Anyways, I just accessed that tonight, and there's a whole new thing here in Twitter in your settings is that you have a connections tab, and that where you can then at any time revoke access for that um, connection into your Twitter account. And I'm guessing that's how this wife frog that lets you upload image and videos as well to your Twitter. Um, so I just wondered how you still felt since, it's now Twitter is incorporating it actually into their website, how you still feel about letting that stuff have access. Um, of course, I'll monitor it and see if it's posting anything I'm not approving, of course, but I just wondered what your feelings were now if you knew about that. Um, so, anyway, just thought I'd call in and see what you thought. So, talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, Amy, thank you so much. And, of course, the service that she's talking about is Twibbon, T-W-I-B-B-O-N, which is a service that allows you to kind of uh, promote causes that you believe in or to support products or services that you believe in or or just ideas that you believe in. And you you go to the site, twibbon.com, and you find one that you like, and you can click. And what it does is it takes your profile picture, and it, it, it downloads it, and then it automatically goes and puts a transparent image over top of it, basically kind of like putting a bumper sticker on your avatar, if you can imagine that. And then it takes, and takes that image and uploads it back to your Twitter profile. And so, therefore, you now have your avatar on Twitter is showing your support, kind of like, you know, the, the pink ribbon for breast cancer or whatever the case may be. Now, when or we, the green one, the full green avatar for the uh, Iran election. Yes, exactly. Now, the last time that we covered this, they did not have access to, or they did not have programmed uh, the open auth, um, the open auth setups, which basically open authorization with Twitter allows a third-party vendor like Twibbon uh, the availability for people to actually click a button. And to say, hey, I'm authorizing use for Twibbon to access my Twitter account. But the good part of that is that we're saying I am not giving Twibbon my username and password. Where I'm just granting them access. And right. that is good stuff. What I did not like is the last time we covered this, they did not have open authorization. They simply were asking for your username and password to be able to use their service. And that is a no-no, in my opinion. Unless it is a very... Very well-respected service. One that I still know uses your username and password is TwitPick. Now, I'm a little concerned that TwitPick has so many people's usernames and passwords. A lot of nefarious things could happen there. But I think it's a trusted a, a, a site that's trusted enough that, you know, that I, I would say, eh, maybe okay. But no, I'm not okay with a service like Twibbon just popping up overnight, seemingly, 
and creating a very attractive service and then asking for your username and password. What's weird to me is that even though they've now incorporated the author, you know, sign in via Twitter, they still have the the ability to sign in with your username and password. I don't like that. But with the fact that they do allow you to sign in with your Twitter name, I, or I'm sorry, with your Twitter account by authorizing it, I will now give 100% full support of Twibbon. And in fact, if you want, you can go to gspn.tv slash Twibbon, T-W-I-B-B-O-N. And I created uh, two different Twibbons. One is if you want to support the gspn.tv community and help promote that on your avatar, you can. And another one that I created was PABL for pursuing a balanced life. So, uh, Amy, full support as long as you sign in with uh, the the open authorization, which is where it says sign in via Twitter. All right. And Cliff, I actually went and did that. I did the PABL one. And when I did it, it put the, the PABL sticker right over the mouth of my avatar. So I was like, all right, now I got to resize this and... Yeah. So I took it. I took it back down, and I'm going to fix it. But I'll put it back up. But it looked like I was saying PA. It's like somebody put a. It's like somebody bought one of your PABL bumper stickers and stuck it right over my. <laughs> I I noticed that. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, as as the creator of a Twibbon, you do have to kind of decide where do you want to place it. And I and I, I I created two different ones. So I made sure that was one was on the left, one was on the right. But uh, yeah. it, it's just a transparent image. Now, can you put two on there at the same time? Yeah, you, you can go through and add a lot of twibbins to your Okay, thing so and, you can have GSPN on one side and, and yes. practice and balance live. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because what happens is when you add the, the PABL sticker on the bottom left, that actually becomes your Twitter image. And right. so when you go and do the GSPN on the left, it pulls your avatar off of Twitter, okay, which is, just, yeah, okay, which has gotcha, it. And gotcha. then exactly, it just puts more and more on top, on top and top. So gotcha. Anyway, I, but yes, Amy, definitely. I love uh, Twibbon and I think it's a great service. I only wish they would take the, the functionality of being able to sign in with your username and password. I would prefer that they do that. But I, I still lend them my full support now. And, and I think it's great. I think there's a lot of uh, cool things that can do for helping to bring awareness to multiple things. So And GSPN and PABL are, are two of them. All right, Eric, what do you got next for us, my friend? All right, well, I was going to go into the uh, verdict on you told me last week to use Tweety instead of TweetDeck on my iPhone. Yes, And I have to say that over time, over the course of the week, though I resisted, uh, it won me over. Yes! yes! I do not have to pay you $6. Yeah. Because <laughs> you did the double your money back deal, and I, I was like, all right, I feel bad now. But I tried it, and gradually I reached for TweetDeck less and less and Tweety more and more. And So why do you think that is? Well, I, I think that... Let me just say this: TweetDeck is still an awesome client for the iPhone, and it's free. So if you're not want, if you're somebody like me who's very particular and frugal about purchasing iPhone apps, TweetDeck is probably the best free app out there. Although it's again about personal preference. Yeah, but, and some people, and I will tell you, just from the vast number of people in the Help I Got a Mac community, they will they will say that Tweet uh, Twitter Phone, I think F O N, is is right up there with it. Right. Yeah. And I looked at the pictures of that. It's just not as clean and as crisp. And from what I can tell, not as uh, useful in a few extra add-ons that Tweety has. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, back about a month to, well, probably two, three months now, uh, Cliff, you gave a glowing review of the updated TweetDeck or the tweet deck for iPhone mm-hmm. and the whole syncing of the categories and everything like that. So I was sold and I still am it's still great. But why I have been reaching for Tweety instead has been, uh, it's just, it's a more clean interface. It's one timeline. I can push a button and more quickly see my direct messages, my, uh, mentions my direct, you know, all that stuff. I can, what I would have had built out into columns in TweetDeck is just a push of a button instead of a flick of a wrist. So it's a lot less, you know, moving around. But also I I really liked the, uh, 
location search where it just automatically brought up uh, people nearby me and what the latest tweets near my my exact location on my iPhone. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. I was able to find people that I may not know but are interesting nearby me and I have a higher chance of meeting in person. Um, Let's see, what else? I mean, it really just was a very clean interface. And, oh, it kept me where I was in my timeline. Yes. Um, if instead, And TweetDeck does not do that. Yep. So here, here's another thing. One of the things I will tell you real quickly about, about Tweety for the iPhone, uh, the, the, the developer who created it, the, they, dis, they despise the retweet format, which is RT space at the, you know, the at username yeah. space and then the tweet. Uh, because of that, the the developer fought profusely against his own or her own. I can't. Re- I, nobody knows if it's a girl or a boy. I cannot ever get a clear answer about this. But the developer fought against its own base of customers and say, "No, I, I'm sorry, I just don't like it," and would never do it. And so, if you hit by default, if you try to retweet something, it will put via so and so at the end. And so, every right. time I read that from somebody, I'm reading this tweet thinking. DG said that? Exactly. And then at the end of it, it's like, oh, via so-and-so. Exactly. And it's like, whatever. But I will tell you, if you go into I the... I kind of like that, though. Yeah, I know. you. Some I, people I kinda do. Like, I kind of like somebody thinking, he said that, and then seeing the quote and saying, oh, it's a quote. Yeah. Thinking I, I'm all smart and then realizing <laughs> I'm not. Well, usually it's the other way around. It's like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, so, but no... <laughs> The, if you go into the advanced settings, you can actually see that you can actually change it to to be the formatted a retweet instead of via. That's the one thing I wanted to let you know. And, oh, well, I will have to change that. And if, if you do use ping.fm, you can actually go back to your accounts tab. And when where it's on the accounts tab, it will actually have um, just your username there. You click on that and click edit. Right. And then you'll see advanced features so that you can add ping integration, mm-hmm. ping.fm integration. Right. And then every time you create a new message or retweet a message, it will automatically go out to ping.fms and go to all the other services. Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, plur- you know, anything that ping is with, yeah. Exactly. But if you actually hit reply and you're doing a reply to somebody and you use the button reply, it will only do it to Twitter. It won't go out to ping.fm. However, if you manually r- type in a, a reply, do you do at Eric J. Fisher or at Argon 52? If I were to type it in, it will go out the ping. Yeah, so I've seen that. Bunch of different things that I wanted to let you know about it. But I'm, I'm glad. And so far, I've offered money back guarantee on Tweety <laughs> to more than 10, 15 people. And so far, nobody's asked for the money. I love Tweety. Uh, that's the one I use, and I've got them both on my iPhone because there has been a time where Tweety went down, and I used TweetDeck. Yep. And, and there was a there was a big time there where Tweety was actually down whenever I was trying to actually do some searches. Yeah, they had a real problem. And for that's a while. the one really good aspect of TweetDeck is you can have an entire column on whatever you want to have it to be looking for yep. at all times. That is one real advantage of of, of uh, TweetDeck. Exactly. Well, and, and I think the other thing that kind of brought about my change was I was realizing that I was wanting to not be Twittering at all moments of the day and just at all moments have the iPhone in my hand. And Tweety was a perfect open it up, flick through some stuff, say something or retweet something or star something for favoritizing to look at it again later and then close it back out. Whereas TweetDeck would take a while to load. I'd have to flick through a bunch of columns Oh, and yeah. then shut it back down. You know, it's it it was really a, it was a better mobile Twitter application. Yes. Right. Yeah, yes. I agree. So, I agree. I think that when we went to Podcamp Ohio though, I actually used TweetDeck more often because I was really wanting to look for the hashtag of, yeah. of the of the Podcamp. And that was when it really became beneficial for me. But that's the only time I've really ever used it is in Podcamp. I would love Tweety to actually add the the ability. You know, in the iPod on on the functionality on um, the iPod, you can actually click more and you can edit and you can actually change what buttons are at the bottom. It'd be great if you could actually put a search tab yes. at the bottom of Tweety. That would be oh, awesome. Yeah. And so you could actually look at your timeline, your at replies, your direct messages, and then this search item, which I would put pound P-A-B-L. Right. 
All right. Well, while we're while we're talking about that, why don't we move on to the next item, which is I moved it up because it was it was actually feedback on the TweetDeck desktop application, and maybe spend some time talking about what we all use for desktop Twitter applications. Sure, go ahead. What, you want to go ahead and read the story? Sure. Uh, April, aka Joyful Sparrow from the forum, wrote uh, she started following a whole bunch of people all at once because of an online class she took. And everybody can write a little by Kathy Zilski, making a scrapbook album based on Twitter and Facebook updates. Oh, that sounds like a really cool idea, making hmm. a scrapbook based on Twitter and Facebook updates. That's, Interesting. That's, a cool, that's Web 2.0 craftiness. Anyway, <laughs> uh, by the way, she learned a new use for Twitter in this class, using Twitter as a short burst personal journal al- archive. Okay. Uh, she added as many people as she could find from the class because a lot of the people in the class had never Twittered and had zero followers starting out, and I wanted to encourage them. This put me as following more than 120 people, which took up a whole day to keep track of, no doubt. I mentioned this problem on Twitter, and M-A-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L recommended TweetDeck which she now uses. I have one column that is my entire feed, then I have a second column of my favorite people, and when I'm busy, I only read my favorites. I gotta do that. Anyway, from time to time, people get promoted into this column. My criteria, surprisingly similar to what you described, people move out of the column and some get unfollowed. TweetDeck allows me to mark individual tweets as seen and clear seen tweets from my list, allowing me to see where I left off reading. On a busy day, I may choose to mark all tweets as seen without reading them. I also have a column for mentions. I was amazed when I set this up how many mentions I had in my column that I had missed before. I no longer have to scan my entire timeline to be sure I haven't missed my mentions. Uh, I also have a column for direct messages and a column that shows Facebook updates. This has drastically reduced the amount of time I spend on Facebook because I read the updates with going, without going on and being tempted to waste time on fun, she says quote unquote fun applications <laughs> on Facebook. TweetDeck also has a button to shorten URLs so I no longer have to go out to another website like TinyURL to do that. I recently noticed I recently noticed a new button that will tweet shrink this update. I can preview all of these before posting, so I often edit these, but it helps me see where I can shorten and what I've said. Did I mention there's also a toggle switch to post to Twitter and or Facebook status so I can choose where to post each message on a tweet by tweet basis? Another feature that helps me spend less time on Facebook. Perhaps you can tell I'm sold on TweetDeck. I can't imagine how I managed without it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, 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 now, I do like TweetDeck, and I think that everything she says is all the reasons why I like TweetDeck. Now, I will tell you, Seismic Desktop is an application that very closely mimics Yes. Uh, 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 tweet deck and so I would encourage anybody who you know has not yet tried seismic desktop go ahead and give that a try they're always innovating as well and adding new features and its appearance the seismic's appearance is very iTunes like mm-hmm now um, so so check that out you may find that you like one more than the other but if you really like tweet deck I'm a, I'm a huge fan of if it ain't broke don't fix it and so if something's working for you then do it and anything that gets you off of Facebook every two hours or twice an hour, uh, that's a good thing in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. it'll suck every ounce of life from you. You know, I, 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 I tell you what, that's one of the things that I think is, is great about this podcast is to let people know there are ways to use these tools and interact with people, but to not actually have to devote so much time and energy into getting the information you're looking for. Because the problem we all run into, we're all so easily distracted and we're all pulled in so many directions. And you sign in and you went in to, you simply went in to go and see, you know, let's just say you wanted to go write a status update on your Facebook page. But you go there and all of a sudden you see that you got three Facebook messages. And then all of a sudden you see you got a friend request. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is a friend I haven't seen since third grade. And we used to do life together and blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden, now you're looking at all the pictures. Oh, wow, she's fat. That's so cool. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only person. And, and uh, you know, you do all this stuff. Or the other way around. Hey. It, okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, she really lost a little weight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but seriously. I okay, I don't know if that's any better. But anyway. <laughs> 
Wow, she looks just like she did in the third grade. Backhanded compliment, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, but you know what I'm saying. You find somebody on Facebook, you hadn't seen them forever, and it's like, Oh my gosh. And now you're writing, you know, you're, you're reading, you're looking at the photos, you're reading their status updates, you're reading their information, you're sending them a Facebook message. And it's like, wow. And the next thing you know, three hours have gone by and it's like, oh, I was supposed to go somewhere and do this one thing with somebody I really do know and a friend that I've now completely blown off because <laughs> I forgot to look what time it was. Yeah. And this can be a problem, my friends. But anyway, enough said about that. What is your favorite desktop application, Eric Fisher? I use TweetDeck. Okay. Okay. And I, for all the reasons she said, I love to be able to group things out, see things across the board real quick, skip something completely if I don't feel like any I have time, uh, spend less time on Facebook with it. Um, I use it at work. Uh, I mean, I don't Twitter at work. That's not true. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, but at, at home, actually, during this week while I tried Tweety on the iPhone, I also tried the Tweety Mac desktop version, and I actually kind of like it too. It's got, I mean, it's not better by any means than the TweetDeck or Tweety for Mac, or sorry, Tweety for iPhone, but it's got some of the stuff that I like about Tweety for the iPhone, and so a quick jump in, jump out is, is it's a cool app, especially if you're pursuing a balanced life and trying to keep the laptop shut. Yep. Now, and you, and you did notice now you understand completely why I said last week, you said, remember you said, well, I'll try out Tweety for the Mac first since it's right. free. And then I'll kind of make, now you understand why I said, no, do the iPhone. Yes. Cause they're completely different. Cliff, you were right. They're very different. <laughs> they're very different. <laughs> so, so anyway, DG, what are you using? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, I was just using Tweety because I really, I rarely am, am ever on with my desktop, to be honest with you. And and because of that, I I usually, even if my laptop is on, I open up my iPhone and I just use Tweety there. Wow. <laughs> because I really, I'm finding out so much more interaction with Facebook now. I'm getting about 50-50 Facebook interaction and Twitter interaction. Mm-hmm. And so with replies and and comments and stuff like that. So I'm finding out the the real importance of making sure that I get on Facebook and the, you know, it's not there for the Tweety application on the desktop uh, for the ping uh, integration. It is there for the iPhone application, I think, unless they've updated Tweety and I just don't know about it. No, uh, it's not there yet. On the desktop oh, version. Yeah. So, so I'm, and, and I just downloaded uh, Seismic and I'm looking at it right now. It's trying awesome. to connect to Facebook. <laughs> Well, because of that, because I'm looking for the Facebook interaction as well. Yeah, so. you'll you'll like Seismic, and, and, and it'll work really well for you, and as would uh, TweetDeck on there as well. Right, and I have TweetDeck, I just never ever open yeah. it. So, well, here's the thing: as far as me, I prefer. I, I really don't have any preference on a desktop app because I don't use them. Now, I have all of them. I have oh gosh, I have Twirl, I have Seismic Desktop, I have uh, TweetDeck. I got them all set up with all of my accounts. I've got. Um, Twitter or I got Tweety for the Mac. There's I, one destroy Twitter. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got all the applications that you can have for Twitter. And to be honest with you, what I found is that for me, I've learned that I desire most to schedule the amount of time that I spend social networking. Sure. So here's what I do. I schedule one hour out of my day to to interact in social media and so like for example tonight that might be you know from you know from six to seven or it may be from you know eight to nine but i'll schedule one hour and what i will do is i will first go to the forum the gspn.tv slash forum and i will interact there next i will go to twitter.com and log in and i will first hit my replies uh, no, I first go to my direct messages and reply to all of those. I then right. go to my replies and see if I need to reply to anything. And then I will quickly browse one page of the most recent tweets of, of whoever's on my timeline. That's cool. And then I go to Facebook. I check to see if I have any messages in Facebook. And I'll then check my profile, make sure, see if anybody sent me any comments. And then I have groups set up on Facebook and I'll click on church friends or lo- church and local friends and I'll click on that and just see their status updates. 
and then I close it out and I'm done social networking for the day. Mm. That that's what I do. Now, with that being said, I do have IM plus for my iPhone with push notifications coming up. So with that being said, I do get notified as soon as an at reply comes in, I get a push notification. So if somebody says at GSPN, I'm notified immediately. Uh, as soon as a direct message comes in, I get both a push notification and I also get it from from the SMS. Right. I I look at those. If they do not require that I respond immediately, if it's something that's totally going to be acceptable to reply tonight at eight o'clock, I do not respond to it. Right. But if it's something I see that it's important important i respond to it immediately now with facebook um i have facebook shut off i do not let it send me any messages via email whatsoever except for if somebody sends me an email or a a facebook email or message in facebook it sends me an, an email to notify me and if somebody posts a comment on a status update that i put online i get an email and it actually says, you know, it gives me a transcript of what that message is in my email. And when I check my email, which is only twice a day usually, and I check it, I'll look to see what it is. If it's important, I'll log in real quick and respond to it. Otherwise, I archive it and I'll just wait until I go in later that evening to respond. And that's how I do it. And so desktop clients for me are something that is just a temptation to just leave up and running and I just don't want that temptation to, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to miss? And the next thing, you know, somebody's putting a link to a YouTube video that really is appealing, much more appealing than me sending out invoices to my clients. Right. And I forget to do my invoices to my clients and I've been watching YouTube videos for the last two hours. <laughs> right. Well, can I tell you a reason why I leave it on all day? Yeah, please do. Which is not a great idea, but uh, yesterday a tweet came through from a guy that I started following uh, at the Echo Media Church Media Conference that I went to a couple weeks ago, and he sent something out about a different conference. It's a story conference that's coming up in October in Chicago. Um, and for more information, you can go to uh, storychicago.com. But anyway, he sent out something saying every five minutes from two to four Central Time. Anybody who put the storychicago.com in their tweets, they were going to randomly pull people and then give them this, uh, I forget who the author is, but it's a DVD of the prodigal God. And it's somebody who, anyway, I heard great things about it from another friend. And I was one of the winners because I threw my tweets out there. So I would have missed the opportunity completely if I had scheduled my stuff wrong, but... So, you know, yep. I guess my, my handle is turn the, turn the stream down low of what you're receiving and then just leave it on. Yeah. yeah and, and, and this here, and that's one of the cool things about not me, not being the main, you know, only host of this show is that right. you can hear other people, how we are all incorporating this into a balanced life. And it shows you that I'm, I'm more of the type of person that I don't want to miss anything. And so every time that thing dings, I know that I'm going to spend, you know, three minutes reading that timeline. And there's there's probably a 20 percent chance that one of those things that just came in on the timeline is going to interest me and distract me for something I was just currently working on. And and that's just a personal thing that that may not be true of you. And if that's not true of you, then you can probably pursue a balanced life with it running all day and so therefore it's all about in exactly jonathan says it's about knowing yourself and what your limitations need to be and you know what mine change from time to time right yeah there have been times when i will leave the the tweet deck running all day long it be and it's usually because of well you know what i have a little bit more free time in my day-to-day i don't have as many obligations or commitments or deadlines right and I and yeah. I I've, I've found that I usually do the whole I usually do a morning evening thing, mm-hmm. um. So you know, right before I I go to bed or whatever, I like I'm getting ready to go to bed. Then that's when I actually take a look at stuff. Uh, but but like for example, like right now, I just saw an an, an invite to be able to go to the monthly Northern Kentucky Tweet Up, mm-hmm. and it said, "Are you going today?" Well, and I know I guarantee you that uh, Justin Rains at Justin Rains sent out this this message well he sent it out during some time that i was not looking at it 
Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have put that on my calendar to be able to do that. And then he has to send me an, 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 a reply message that Boxy, the Boxcar, Boxycar, and, and no one ever told me. Like, I never got that message. And I'm looking at it right now when I downloaded the Seismic desktop, and I'm like, oh, gosh, holy cow. I wish I would have seen that. I would have done that. I would have been a part of that. Right. And it's just very frustrating just because, you know, because I'm, I'm doing calendar scheduling just from work and, and life and everything else. And I wish I would have been able to read that before. But, of course, he did it three hours ago. Yeah. And that was right in the middle of driving here and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So, but you and, know, and that's one and that's one of the things that I, of course, that would have never been directly directed to you. It's just something that's thrown out. Exactly, and I would have to, I would have had to read it when he and, posted it. And see, that's why I think that you know, if there was only some kind of way of doing groups more, yeah. more appropriately, that you could subscribe to certain tweets, you know, right. about certain things. Right. And I remember, you know, used to put be able to put in that track. You know, T-R-A-C-K and then space and then whatever via SMS. And anytime somebody said that thing via SMS, right. you get it. Right. And, uh, you know, we, it's great that we have searches, but I still don't have push. Noti- I don't even tw- uh, my IM plus will not give me um, push notifications for search results. And though that's something that I desperately would love to have. Yeah. That would- option needs to be out there. The next the developers right now, listen up. Exactly. That's what we need. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't Tweetvite or Twitvite that that does invitations for things? Why can't you just be able to say, "Hey, here are all the you know I can follow this um, uh, this invitation or this uh, event, and every time this event is happens again, then you send me a direct message uh, or a, or an at reply message." I don't know. That'd be that'd be really great. I would love that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> all right. So uh, what's what do we have next on the topic here? The agenda for this show. All right. Well, I got a tweet from Community Plus member Fred Firestein. He says, I do delete podcast episodes now and then to catch up. I hope you have or will talk about strategies for keeping up or not. Okay. So he's talking about having I – mean, I, I see tweets about this all the time or Facebook messages. Man, I've got so many podcasts loaded on my iPod or in my iTunes, and I don't know how I'll ever get through them. And it's just like, man, when did free media like that become a required guilt trip? Right. No, I, I, I totally get where folks are coming from, and, and I there's there's something within the personality of certain individuals, I being one of them, that you don't want to miss out on anything. You, yeah. you want to consume anything that's there regarding that particular thing. And, and you feel like if I, I'll give you the perfect example of this. There are 670 some odd episodes of the Daily Breakfast. I have not missed one. Okay, I take that back. I will tell you I've probably missed a total of seven of those shows out of the 670 something. And that is because there was a time when I was like four episodes behind and if I didn't mentally say, let's declare bankruptcy on these and let me just pick up from here, I, was, I would just feel like I'm always behind. And I don't like being that far behind on, on a current show that's being produced on a daily basis. And so there were two times that I got behind, and these were about a year apart from each other, that I got that far behind that I actually just deleted all of them. Now, with that being said, I now looking back, there are times now that Father Roderick will go a week without podcasting because he goes on vacation or whatever. And it's like, man, I should just leave those there. And if I ever get a chance, I can go back and listen to them later. But see, that's that's my personality. I don't like to miss anything. And so that is that is a real issue. Now, the good news is that I've come to a little bit more balance in that. And that is, you know, it's like, hey, I only have so many hours within a day within a week and not all of those are eligible for me to listen to content exactly and well i'm subscribed to 72 podcasts and you know <laughs> that so, blows my mind yeah and so it, it, now the, the thing is, is how many podcast episodes do i listen to per week you might be surprised to hear that i probably only listen to about five or six per week that's all i listen to uh but I'll tell you what, I have a ton of content available. Now, here's what I do. I use iTunes to subscribe to my shows. And the the default, you you can actually, I love it. I think it was iTunes 7 or maybe it was 6 that introduced this. You You can have settings for each individual podcast that you're subscribed to. But if you're on iTunes 8, I know it's there. Uh, And if you're not, get up to iTunes 8. 
But you go in, you can set your default podcast settings, and this is what mine is. It'll it'll say go and check for feeds every one hour, and I leave my iTunes open all day long. Check for check for new podcast episodes every one hour, and then I want you to download the most recent one episode, and I want you to keep the most recent two episodes. Yeah. That's the default. So that what that means is if there are two episodes already in the list and a third one just came out, it's going to download it and it's going to delete the third one in the, the oldest episode. The oldest episode. And I keep I tell it to do that all the time. That's the default. But on Daily Breakfast, I tell it to download the most recent episode, keep all episodes. So I manually right. delete the ones that I want to delete because I don't right. want to lose any of those. Um, I do that with some of the short, you know, with the short video podcast because video, I hardly ever have time to watch video. So right. geekbrief.tv, Kelly, I love you. I love your show, but I probably watch about nine of your shows in a row about once every seven to 10 days. And see, I'm just the opposite because it, since I do have my iPhone, I can plug it into, man, this is totally illegal, but I watch, you watch it while you're driving. I watch it while I'm driving. Oh. <laughs> But I really listen to it more than I do watch it. But I love the idea of being able to just put it in there, put it on, put it on uh, landscape mode, press the play button, and I've got a, I, and I do a bunch of video podcasts, whether it's the Totally Rad Show or Co-op or our Geek Brief or whatever else, cooking shows. I just I really, really appreciate and love doing those things. But and so I switched over. Like I only have like maybe four that are audio podcasts that I even still listen to. The rest of them are all video. Yeah. The the big thing though for me is, is is I love that iTunes allows you to choose different settings and and like let me show you there's Fitness Rocks which is a podcast that I started listening to a while back ago you know the, over a hundred episodes in the feed I went back and started listening from episode number one I told it don't download all these episodes I'm gonna I want to manually you want to do it in I want to manually download these as I go I want you to leave them all there available for me to download exactly. and I go and download them at five at a time. After I've listened to them, I delete them off manually. And so you're able to do this on a per podcast basis. And I love that. And and that's kind of how I manage some of these things. But I've gotten to the point now where I just understand, you know what? There's only there's only three podcasts or four podcasts that I'm subscribed to where I don't ever want to miss a single episode. The rest of them are all set to download the most recent two. And yeah. if, if a new one comes out and I haven't listened to anything, just go ahead and remove the oldest one. I just want to I just always want to be able to have at least one and if not two of the most recent episodes available to me at all times, just in case I'm in the mood for that particular content. Yep. Eric, anything additional that you do in that area? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I honestly I listen to all episodes of every show I subscribe to, but I subscribe to a whole lot less shows. I think I've got, I mean, I've got my plus feed for GSPN that is the all-inclusive, and then I listen to about three-fourths of those shows. I don't listen to all the shows. Sorry, Cliff. No, that, um, I don't, hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm all about pursuing a balanced life. That's right. And, and I really, I, I, I have very little desire for anybody to listen to all episodes of all of our shows. Yeah, right. oh, definitely. But there are some that do, and and you know I'm kind of humbled and honored by that. But at the same time, I hope that it's because they're long haul truck drivers or they're data entry people who listen to audio content all day, every day for work, and right. it's not really drawing yeah. a, them from a balanced life. And if that's yeah. the case, then more power to you. But exactly. no, most people aren't like that, and I'm never offended if somebody's only listening to one or two of our shows. But I've got that all-inclusive feed, and then I've—I mean, I've, other than that, I've probably got ten to fifteen shows total. And what I'm doing is—is is once they download, I throw them on the iPod, and then they're not on my laptop anymore. And then in the iPod, I just try to make sure: okay, today I'm going to go out for a walk this morning, and that's that podcast, and because it's an hour long, or two of these shorter ones, and and just kind of if it gets to the point where I've got tons and tons of stuff sitting on there then i'll say, i'll look through it and say okay i won't listen to this or i can skip this because i've got newer stuff and i just kind of try to say okay you know what delete it or it, it's kind of a library mentality i borrowed this well i'm never going to read this let me return that back to the library yeah. before i get an overdue fine you know of guilt yeah. so 
Yeah, and I actually I download everything. I tell it to download everything, but and the reason I do that is because it, it does number one, it doesn't stress me out to see them all on there, and I even leave them unclicked so I get to see all of the podcasts. <laughs> but it's because I love deleting those things, <laughs> and it's so that it's just like I, then I, I know there are people out there like me, like my wife, that they love to write lists down. They love to check it off after they've listened to it or something else like that. Yeah, I just love deleting it. And so I just like, I'm like, oh, yes, I've got what? I've got 98 podcasts I haven't listened to. And then I go through, I'm like, down to 33, baby. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I but just want to call me weird, but I want to just say as a podcaster, if you know, I, what, today, this afternoon, I'm re, I'm recording episode number 427 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. If you have in your podcast reader, uh, episodes number 417 through 427 or 426 that you've not listened to yet. I give you full permission without any offense <laughs> to delete all of them and just listen to the next one that comes out. You know, Thanks. It, I mean, <laughs> seriously, no, uh, seriously, p- pursuing a balanced life is the one that I've got like four or five of right now that I want to get to. And if you're saying there's nothing worthwhile in there, no, then- I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'm just saying, but, but yeah, I know, but it's amazing. Some people really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss something. And that, I think that that is something that we need to think of as we pursue serenity in our lives. We need to understand we, there's too much information for us to consume. And, and when we're always, all of us are always adding new things into our lives. We're adding new Twitter desktops. You know, we're adding new twi- iPhone applications. We're adding new this. We're adding new this. Yeah. Where are we? Where are we ever taking things away? You know, and, yeah. and the one thing that's not being added is more time given to us by God on this earth. And so, <laughs> come on, life is short. Let's enjoy it. Let's do some other things, and and let's give up the race that we must consume everything that that interests us. Right. Now, that being said, if, if you haven't listened to episode number 425 of Pursuing a Balanced Life, that's one you should listen to. Okay. <laughs> Delete all the rest. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, what, what's the next topic? Do we have another topic? We, all got, right. we got time for one more topic, I think. All right. He, this is something that Daniel Lewis, the ramen noodle or Raymond noodle, whichever way you want to pronounce it, uh, said he had an idea. So he sent it to me this morning. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's about a Facebook glitch. Okay. So it says, I'm in a new relationship and my girlfriend and I decided to take the ultra serious step and make our relationship Facebook official. But Facebook currently has a glitch in the relationship status system. What happens is that when I set my status to in a relationship with blank, my profile immediately changes it to in a relationship as it should, and my girlfriend is asked to confirm. That way people can't just unrealistically say they're in a relationship with Katie Holmes without her confirming it. Once she confirms, my relationship status changes to in a relationship with blank. Yes, my girlfriend's name is a five underscore as part of what attracted me to her. But... (laughs) Hers is cleared and reset. If she tries to make hers include my name, then I have to confirm, as I should. So I've had to turn down so many of these messages before. (laughs) 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 But then it clears my relationship status and displays my name on her profile. Other information gets corrupted or missing in the wall postings of the relationship change. So I think what he's saying is, is that at one point, one of them will send the invite Hey, confirm your relationship with me, and the other does, and then it, it then it just says blank. Oh no, it says it says it correctly till the other confirms it, and then it breaks down or something like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. From from what I'm seeing, but anyway, so then he's got some comments here about other people in the Facebook help center and what they've said about this issue. <laughs> this is good. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, so so go ahead and read some of these. This is funny All stuff. Right. Let's see. Um, I know the feeling that the same pro- it's the same problem I'm having. They need to get on top of this and fix this before we all leave this site. Yeah, how many times have I heard people say they were going to leave Facebook? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're going to cost us our relationships. Thanks, Facebook, for just about breaking up my engagement. How can I thank you enough, Facebook? <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Oh, she says, this mess almost cost me my engagement. Thanks a lot. So we can all just do this and wait and, until it all gets fixed out, blah, blah, blah. And then Daniel says, at Jenna, I think you're overreacting. Since you only have 95 friends on Facebook, maybe it's a bigger deal for you. Uh, when you have, when you find a little bug, if you're threatening to leave Facebook altogether over this little recent bug, uh, then what, let's see, then what difference does it make if your relationship status shows up or not? We're considering breaking Facebook ties completely. Who would see your relation status then? If a temporary, if a temporary Facebook glitch almost costs your engagement, then I think you would need to reevaluate your relationship anyway. True love should be stronger than a website bug. <laughs> That's the quote of the day right there. there True love go. should be stronger than a website bug. Uh, Indeed. Well, I, I don't know if you guys have read the latest Wired magazine, uh-uh. but uh, it actually has uh, into the lifestyle. The, the The main thing that's on there is Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Uh, I read and, that. And it's like how to behave. Uh, let me see. The, how to behave new rules for highly evolved humans. And it's basically just saying, hey, this is how you should do etiquette online for everything or even being geeky in general. And one of them was do not broadcast your relationship on Facebook. <laughs> it just says it's not worth it. It's just it's totally not worth it unless and I think in my case, I'm married to my wife. Yep. You know? So uh, and unless, you know, unless something really horrible happens and the earth ends, uh, we're not planning on getting a divorce <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> But it, but it just says, you know, especially if you're doing the whole dating thing and then it, then if it's your boss or a coworker, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you get so much gray area there. This thing just says, just don't do it. Just just yeah. stop. Just don't even do it. And I think it's very wise advice from Wired Magazine. <laughs> there you go. From Wired Magazine, nonetheless. All right. Kyle sent us this message. He says, hey, Cliff and Eric, I haven't had the chance to listen to the latest episode of SMS but I had a Twitter story to share. I'm at my parents' home for the month, and we're planning to tr- a trip to Bristol Renaissance Fair in Wisconsin, and we're in Michigan. My mom had told me that she had heard about some buy. Let's see, heard about some buy. Oh, okay, there we go. Some buy one, buy one get one. There we yeah. go. Buy one get one free tickets, but on the official website, they weren't available. I did a quick search on the internet and found that they were available in Wisconsin Entertainment Book, which is, of course, full of coupons. I told my parents that I would Twitter and see if anyone had any of one of these. One of my fellow Plus members in Wisconsin uh, direct messaged me back, and he said that he had, or she said that she had one, and she'd be happy to send us the coupon. So I'd like to give a huge shout-out to Angel Steph and also to gspn.tv, without which I would have been Twitter, without which I would have never been Twitter buddies with Steph. Uh, cheers, Kylie. So how awesome is that? That's very That's cool. That's great. You know, this is, you know, uh, I know that Richard Emblem in our chat room said earlier, he goes, I'm very serene because I don't use social very, media very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I totally get that. But there, there have been so many different awesome things that have occurred in, at least in the gspn.tv community, that, you know, if it weren't for Twitter and social media, exactly. a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen. I mean, sure, we can have a chat room during a live show and that helps. And trust me, I love the chat room and it, and it's done. There's amazing stories that I could tell just from having a chat room oh, yeah. in our live show. But in addition, having Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff, we've got uh, two friends that just came from Germany to the United States. Their first stop was several days here with us here in northern Kentucky. They stayed with us had a wonderful time. Then they drove to D.C. to meet somebody else in the gspn.tv community, stayed with Maggie Mack for a couple days, and then they traveled to New York City to meet up with a bunch of different people that they also met through the gspn.tv community. And it's not just gspn.tv community, but our community is so strong because we have so many valuable tools of social media to right. really build and get to know one another. And then they met with Leo Laporte and then hung out with Barack Obama. It's crazy. Twitter is amazing. I didn't see wow. that video. I'm just joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> Although they did were you, on... Did you read that in Wired? <laughs> <laughs> they were on the Jimmy Fallon show, and I, I put up a video in the blog. If you head over to gspn.tv slash blog, yeah. I, got, I took a YouTube video. I made a YouTube video, or not YouTube, but a, a Vimeo video of uh ann and valerie from germany on the jimmy fallon show or they, they were like in the audience or they yeah, were in the audience like, no, okay. they were in like the audience. holy cow they got on the couch and everything. they were they were on the 100th episode of jimmy fallon that's so, cool late awesome. night 
Anyway, you know what? I, I tell you what. Uh, let's go ahead and just try to squeeze two more in here. I had a chat with a member of our community last week about his school school's use of Twitter. This is actually a couple weeks ago. Uh, he wrote, uh, they have blocked and unblocked it twice now. Currently, it's unblocked because the district decided the overall district can have access to one Twitter account because it's getting so big. Well, before this meeting they are having today, I opted to start a Twitter account for my elementary school uh, to use this year. Then got a wonderful, please shut down that Twitter account until we decide whether or not Twitter can be used on a campus level message. Wow. Uh, and so here are my thoughts. Number one, it's a shame that so many people are scared of technology. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and number two, I feel that schools should be teaching children. I think they should be teaching students the wise use of Facebook and Twitter and sure. stuff like that. I mean, definitely. I, I think there should be a social media. I mean, there used to be home economics class. And by golly, they, if, if it's not still taught, they need to bring it back so kids know how to boil water. Yeah, they know, teach how to cook, how to build a things. Exactly. You know, and I think that they should teach kids how to use social media. If they teach sex, then they should teach no, social media. No doubt, because you can <laughs> get true. you can get almost in as much trouble. Exactly. Of course you can. So, I, you know what, schools get on board. Seriously. All right. Um, and then I won't go into this one very long, but Skype might have to shut down because of a dispute over the core technology used to make the Internet telephone system work. I covered this in podcastanswerman.com, but I uh, just want to let people know eBay, who paid 2.6, I think, million or billion. I can't remember. Uh, probably billion. Uh, yeah. For the voice over IP service um, in 2005 is facing a court battle with the original founders of the company who retained the rights to the core technology at the heart of the system. EBA admitted in a regulatory filing that it might have to close the company. It said that it's trying to develop an alternative so software, but if that did not work or if eBay lost the right to the original software, Skype would be severely and adversely affected and the continued operation of Skype's business as it currently is conducted would likely not be possible. Wow. So there's a link to that in the show notes. But anyway, my my opinion on this is Skype ain't going nowhere. No. no. Uh, the, this is stupid. And number one, the the, the original founders of, of the thing, I would assume that they're not the ones who sold it to eBay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because yeah. if they were sitting on $2.6 billion, they're not going to be suing for the rights, right? So what happened is they're the original founders who probably sold it for a very, you know, measly couple million or something, maybe. Right, yeah. You know, but all of a sudden they saw the two points. It's like, whoa, you know, we got a little loophole when, you know, we retained some of those rights. And, oh, by the way, let's talk about how much money you're going to owe us. I think that that's what's going on here. And I think they'll probably get some money out of the deal. That could be. Probably. They'll work it out. There's yeah. there's too big of a Skype uh, user base for it to just go away. Yeah, th I think this is almost like a public good sort of thing. I, I think it's it's just a money thing. That's, well, no. It's making too much money for them to ever say, "Okay, sure, we'll just do this." No, there's no way they're going to be like, "Okay, we've got we this is too big of a too big of a business not to settle out of court or whatever else." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. there it exactly. There's too much, and and not to mention the fact if Skype went away. There's businesses that rely on Skype now. There are consumers that rely sure. on Skype. I think I think this would become something where, you know, Skype's not going to go away. Some settlement has to be made yeah. because there yeah. are too many people who are now relying on this as a core technology of sure. their connection to yeah. people. Missionaries all over the world would go quiet for a week. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Twitter purge. You want to tell us about this one, Eric? Sure. Uh, top Twitter user unfollows 106,000 people. Um, I believe that it was, oh, what was his name? Uh, Robert Scoble. Yes. He, uh, much like MySpace, it seems users are learning to have, that having 100,000 quote unquote friends you've never met is, is much less valuable than connecting with a select number of people that you know well. He just found that out. <laughs> no, that's what I was wondering. The story, I read this article, and by the way, the story here is that um, what happens is he was just following everybody that followed him. Right. That's sure. how he did it. Sure. And now all of a sudden you got all these spammers out there. Right. And by the way, folks, I suggest that you do not follow everybody that follows you. Yeah. Oh. And, and develop some kind of personal policy for yourself as to what you consider to be somebody who you will follow. 
Right. Because if you don't, you're a matter of fact, I, I even suggest going, doing this, go into your list of people who are following you and just see what's showing up there because they show you some most recent posts yeah. of what the people who are following you are tweeting and you will find porn people and all this other stuff. And I, uh, I will occasionally go into the list of people who are following me and block them. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want people coming to say, hey, I wonder who follows Cliff. And then all of a sudden see a bunch of spam or, or worse yeah. yet, adult related materials. So. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, but that, that's why he did the Twitter purge. But, yeah, I totally agree that. Well, and he said that once he did it, all the spam just stopped. So if you're getting Twitter spam, chances are that's why. Exactly. What's amazing is that I, I have a very liberal policy of who I friend on Facebook. Yeah. And I never have a problem there. Yeah. I just back in the day when everybody was tagging people in notes for 25 things about me, you know, but <laughs> we're not going to bring that one up again. <laughs> we'll just move right along. But that kind of that kind of finally went away. And thank goodness for that. That's I, that's all I want to say about that one. And Twitter's down right now. I think. Is Twitter down? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise it me. Didn't even ha- it didn't hurt us talking about it. Yeah, it didn't even have a fail will. It just has HTTP server error 503 on there. Nice. Sorry. I just, sorry. And then, you know uh, it's bad when Twitter doesn't have a fail will and it's still down. Exactly. That's exactly. what I'm talking about. Lessons learned from a uh, temporary Twitter account suspension. This is an article that I found uh, somewhere online. Some some. It's uh, whyfacebook.com. And this was uh, from, what's her name? Marie something, I think. Marie Smith. Yeah, Marie Smith. And what happened was uh, she basically had a lot of people that, she, she had a lot of people who were following her and she wasn't following them back or something. Or maybe she was, no, she followed so many people. That's what it is. She was one of those people who followed 41,600 and some oh, odd yeah. people. Ugh. And Twitter one day was just getting so fed up with spammers that they created a criteria and said, if anybody equals this, 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 and this in their Twitter profile, suspend their account. Oh, okay, and she and quite a few other people yeah. were, were suspended for a temporary pe- period of time. And so uh, here's the lessons that she learned. Twitter has become an inextricable part of my life and business. And I would I would say for me and my business, very much so. Uh, number two, Twitter is, the o- is only one platform for visibility, branding, community building, and connecting. So while it's a vital part, uh, please don't forget there is Facebook profiles, Facebook fan pages, you've got your blog, you've got YouTubes. And by the way, there's friend feed and other services that are available. Oh, and, and there's email. Oh, what's that? And- What's calling he, people on the phone. Ex- <laughs> crazy talk. Exactly. Sitting down for coffee face to face. Ringing what? the doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she says, even though Twitter and most all other social networking platforms are completely free, they are never to be taken for granted and ideally never trashed. I don't understand what that means. Oh, here, let me just read it because it's short. Twitter is run by humans. We are all human. Uh, it's important to speak up and rally the truth troops to disseminate the right information and support, but not to speak badly about others and other people's companies. I've had, ba- you know, I've had every, f- I've had every faith after a fleeting moment of panic, even shredding, shedding a tear that Twitter would reinstate my account today. So, so oh, yeah, basically, yeah. you know, one of the things she's learning is like, listen, don't go bad mouth and another certain, you may not like it, but you know, that remember this goes back to an episode that DG and I did a long time ago yeah. on about the church where I went off on this guy who says <laughs> Twitter should be banned, should be banned. And it's like, yeah, that, I, I would agree. So anyway, I thought that was interesting uh, from somebody who, who lost access to her, her Twitter account. Hey, great episode. We covered a lot today, Eric. Yes. And DG, thanks for joining us. Well, sure. It was totally awesome to have you here. And uh, folks, we are, my lunch has arrived. It just, it just showed up. That was pretty nice. <laughs> that is I heard awesome. It. Here, mama. Here, mama. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Social Media Serenity. I'm going to find the button here. It's one of these. Uh, this one uh, right here. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We love you, and thank you for subscribing to the show. Please tell other people about us, and that's socialmediaserenity.com. 
We would love your voice and audio feedback at area um, yeah area code 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. And by the way, I'm going to loop this music real quick because uh, DG, I want people to know your Twitter ID. Okay, twitter.com slash argon52, A-R-G-O-N-5-2. All right. And then, Eric, what is your Twitter ID? Eric J. Fisher. That's Eric with a K. K. With the letter J, F I S H E R. Yeah, and this that's boy, you had the hand thing going. I had right it there. going, man. Snap, snap, snap. You like that? Yeah, that's good. All right, and also you can follow me twittercom gspn. And hey, by the way, today head over to gspn.tv slash twibbin and show your support of PABL and GSPN. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.